0: Welcome to the She Did It Her Way podcast, a collective of interviews with top female entrepreneurs from around the globe who have done it their way. These women are disruptors, savvy, courageous, confident, innovative, decisive, unconventional, and humble. Our ladies have proven business models, have taken risks, and have failed only for success to follow. Join us as they share their stories, behaviors, habits, and mindset thought processes and what it is like to be a woman who business. And now, here's your host, Amanda Bolin. Okay. All right, all right. What's <laughs> up, She Did It Her Way listeners? I'm glad you guys are joining us for another round of our catch-up interviews with some of our fellow She Did It Her Way mavens that we've brought on the show. And today we have the lovely miss Samantha Thomas who is the founder of Small Talk and she'll share a little bit about exactly what it is. So if you guys are listening for the first time, you know a little bit about what's going on, but then we're just going to dive in and catch up with her to see what's been new since she's been on the show because it was pretty pretty early on in our our life of podcasting, is that right?
1: Right. It was. It was. Yeah,
0: well, I know you've got yeah. a lot of stuff going on, so welcome back, and tell us a little bit about, tell our listeners you. what it is that you do, and
1: then we'll dive into what's new. Well, sure. Thank you so much for having me, Amanda. I appreciate this. I'm super excited, and Yay. I just, just love to watch the growth that she did in her way from my end. But um, I'm Samantha Thomas, as you said, and I am the creator and host of Small Talk, which is a web series I created, Small Talk, about a year ago um back in september 2014 and i came up with the concept after being a television news producer for about 10 years working in different markets from missouri to las vegas and even back in here in chicago and then um, i produced a local food show called chicago's best where i was a producer for the food show and then on america's best bites where we actually traveled and ate at different restaurants. It was a spinoff of Chicago's mm. Best. So for like years, I got paid to eat, right? And that was like that the best the career. Best.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. I'll be a freelance.
1: Right. <laughs> and so from that, um, actually in Las Vegas, I won an Emmy Award for news. So um, the Emmy was just like a great, you reached that pinnacle in your career. But when I got back to Chicago before producing the food show, I was kind of, I'm not going to say done, but I knew that my time had passed where my love was not the same as it was for new. So going into the food producing was actually a great transition, which was a blessing at the time. So I actually, um, after that position ended, I was kind of at a crossroads, not really knowing what I wanted to do, but I knew I had the food producing and TV news producing experience. So what I did was, what can I do? You know, I knew that social media is the new news. So people, while they still watch TV news for loyalty, it's all about social media these days. Mm -hmm. So what I decided to do, yeah, what I decided to do was marry my two roles together, food and news, and came up with the concept of small talk. Very short, no longer than six minute webisodes of taking socialites out to eat to talk about um, what they do. So that's the small talk. And it's turned into... My hashtag small talk around town, which is me going to different events around the city. I know you're, yeah. you're
0: definitely the social like, and every time I see your Instagram, I'm like, gosh, like, does she sleep? Like, what? No,
1: barely. But
0: right? so talk, talk, uh, uh, tell us a little bit. I know it's getting back, it's getting close to the holidays, and yes, um, so, holiday
1: speech. right? Uh, yes.
0: So what has what's remained the same, and what has changed about your business since we last talked?
1: What has remained the same has been my consistency. Um, and I believe consistency is the only way to survive and thrive in any industry. So that's been me just making my my face, my appearance at these events and um, just different places and mostly events that are fun and, you know, big social gatherings. And so I've, I've kept that consistent as well as getting like a list of great people that want to talk to me. So that was like in the beginning because it was new. Then it kind of tapered off because I needed to get like um, just, just great people to work with to make my videos quality and there's some great teams out there. So that has remained the same with people wanting to, to talk with me. And, you know, just like I said, the consistency of me being out and about and being just a consistent figure as far as a social scene in Chicago.
0: Mm hmm.
1: So and um did you want to, you did you ask what's different yeah better? any
0: anything that's changed now that you've been doing it for a longer period of time that you've just had to shift your business in a certain direction
1: yes, um what has um happened that has changed was a lot of brands have been wanting to work with me, so that's a positive step too and I find that because, like I said, the consistency brings about eyes and views and people knowing that you're serious about what you do. So one of the biggest things here lately that has happened and I'm super excited about is I'm a, a partnership that I actually pitched to Toyota, Toyota mm-hmm. USA. Yes. Yeah, so actually just put out the new episode today. And um, if you're familiar with Toyota, their branding is so amazing. You could probably quote what their slogan is just by not even thinking about it. You hear the commercial so much and Toyota, let's go places. So I said, well, you know, what can I do? So now I've um, formed a partnership. And the new hashtag is Go Places with Small Talk, and um, it's a series now where Toyota actually, uh, I'm driving the cars. I'm a Toyota brand ambassador, and I pick people up in the cars and take them out to eat. So that's oh it. my god. <laughs> That is that, a riot. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'm super excited. I just put out the first episode today with um an amazing nonprofit organization here out of Chicago, which now has eight locations across the U.S. It's called Kicks for the City, and he donates gently using um, shoes to homeless people here in Chicago and different cities, like I said, eight different cities. So wow. I t- picked him up and took him out to eat, talked about what he does, and you know, talked about the car and as well as um, how the trunk was so big I could fit shoes in the trunk to give to his organization. So, you know, and I have a couple more episodes coming out. It's a three-part series right now in the uh, cyan. So I'm super excited about that.
0: Very cool. Well, let me ask you this from, mm-hmm. so how did you know uh, how to, like, how did you know that you wanted to partner with Toyota? And then how did you craft the angle that you wanted to take with them?
1: Well, you know, just listening because I'm a, a TV person by just nature. So I knew that, of course, me getting to different places when I meet people at the restaurants, it's actually us just meeting there and that type of thing. So with Toyota and, and what I said, what I, I generally, you know, I'll, I'll take the bus if I'm downtown because you don't want to park. Mm-mm. But right. But, or the person's meeting me there and they're paying for a meter. So I wanted to make it easy on both sides of the party. I said, why don't I just drive around while working with a national brand? as well as um, tying that with what I do, because I'm always going places. I'm always going places. So I kind of tied those two together. And um, I just thought that 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 was good. I actually approached them about it. And you know, they were super excited. So I'm excited to be going places. Yeah, I
0: love it. I mean, I think that's (laughs) fantastic, too. It's such a Massive well- known brand, and put just putting your but it out- works,
1: right? Yeah. yeah,
0: and did you I mean, do you have a contact or did you just start emailing people at toyota and i'm I'm asking this because I'm sure there are listeners out there that are in positions maybe similar as yours or through any sort of social media that
2: mm-hmm.
0: can potentially pitch themselves to brands. But I mean, was there a process
1: that you followed or a person that you knew? <laughs> You know what, Amanda? I'm just going to be very, very honest with you. I Bring rely... it. I love honesty. Yes. I... <laughs> yes, girl. You know you know, you know me. I um, rely totally, even on my, my Periscope, which is like the newest social media thing, and even on my profile descriptions. I'm so faith-driven. So what I did, and I'm, I didn't know anybody at Toyota. I don't even drive a Toyota, but I love the car now, so I may be getting one. I sent mm. out faith emails. I had no contacts there. And sometimes I say, I think some of my biggest successes have come. Um, when I was actually a little bit scared or, or nervous to do something or just or and I just jumped out there so I just jumped out and I jumped out I, I sent out faith emails faith emails not knowing anybody mm. and they responded I put my pitch out there let them know who I was you know Emmy award winning journalist this is what I do I send links of my work but because and I'll be honest with you people check your social media because I've been so consistent I I believe that's probably why they may have wanted to work with me. And it's always how you package yourself. I did not have any contacts at Toyota. So, no, I I didn't have my my cousin's friend, brother, uncle works there, you know, no, no. Mm. I actually it just it it worked out. I, I stepped out on faith and. Telling you, sometimes honestly, it, I'm a thinker. I'm a constant thinker. Sometimes an overthinker. But again, some of my biggest successes have just come when I didn't think about it too much and just jumped out there. And that's what I did with Toyota. Mm,
0: I love it. That's so true yep. too, because we can actually talk ourselves out of doing things. Yes. <laughs> versus that. Anything else that like you want to share with our audience, and whether it's advice or inspiration or you know upcoming things for for small talk.
1: Yes, actually, um, and I'm super excited about this because a lot of people here lately have been asking me what I do and how do I do it, and basically how you're making money doing what you do. So I'm actually hosting starting in February 2016, and I've been posting it lately, here lately a lot, just to get the buzz out. It's called Let's Do Lunch, where I am inviting people out to have lunch with me at a restaurant. I'm going to tell you how to turn your passion to reality, and it's a set menu, and you're going to get everything from appetizers to dessert. Amazing food and I'll be having a guest speaker with some great um giveaways and tickets are very, very reasonably low price and it's good. So that's coming up and you can register for that on my website at small com. That's small talk a number for a letter U. And mm. anybody that let's do lunch. It's gonna be amazing. So, you know, I want to invite people out to eat and talk to me and um, get a chance to hear from a guest speaker. So it's just from eleven thirty to one thirty in February, February twentieth. And also, um Honestly, just for my budding entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, and people that are just thinking about it, I'll, and I'll, I'm not stealing Nike's slogan, but just do it. You mm. know, <laughs> just just do it. That's as much as I can say. I know.
0: <laughs> it's a, the more you realize, you gosh Gosh, Nike figured it out. Just do yeah, it. Did. It's so simple. Well. Samantha, I so appreciate your time and energy and I'm excited to continue to see where small talk goes, um, especially you. with the Toyota partnership. That's fantastic. And you guys listening will loop back her full episode after this along
1: with the show notes in the email. So thank you again so much. Amanda, thank you so much. And continue success and blessings with what she did her way because you're doing it, girl. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you. <laughs>
0: Bye, Samantha. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey there, listeners. Make sure you guys stay tuned for the full episode coming up next. Hello,
3: everyone, and and good afternoon. This is Amanda Bolin, who is the host of the She Did It Her Way podcast. And I'm excited and thrilled that you guys are joining us today, as always. And we appreciate your support. Today on the show, we have Miss Samantha Thomas, who is the founder of Small Talk for You. And Small Talk is a web based series that focuses on the best people and plates in the city of Chicago as the key lifestyle experts and influencers. Miss Samantha Thomas, she absolutely loves restaurants, food, and well, you guessed it, people, and has worked a tremendous amount of time of her career in broadcasting and has worked for CBS, Fox, and um, CBS in Chicago. And she's also awarded an Emmy Award for excelling in her field. And so without further ado, Samantha, thank you for joining us today. Thank
2: you for having me, Amanda. I'm excited.
3: Yeah, well, I'm excited to have you too. And one of the reasons, like I had shared with you before that I wanted to bring you on is because whenever you're around, Samantha, you just get excited about life. Because she is extremely passionate about what it is, what it is that she does, and you can just feel her conviction in her voice and how passionate she is. So, with I mean, Samantha, to kick us off, tell us something that you are excited about.
2: I'm just excited about um, a, a lot of things. I think um, one of the main things today, I'll say that I'm excited about is just just being able to wake up and go hard at what I love. And sometimes you may not see it. When, when you're working so hard towards something. But just to be able to do it my way, if you will,
3: <laughs> is, um, <laughs>
2: it, it is something that I'm happy about and, and not being confined and restricted and just being open and able to rock and roll and make things happen at the same time. So I'm just excited because anything is limitless. Anything is possible. So mm-hmm. that's, that's what I'm excited about. Just doing yeah,
3: it. absolutely. I love that. Just doing me. I love it. Okay. Well, tell us for our listeners. Tell us what is small talk, and then how did you get to this brand of yours?
2: Small talk web series is an idea that I came up with about a, about a year ago, and I was at a, a crossroads in my career as a, a journalist. I started in, in TV news about maybe 11, 11, 12 years ago with the passion always to want to report, but I became very good at producing. And for those people who don't know what producers do, it's everything you hear the news anchors say. This is with TV news. But everything you hear the news anchors say, we write it, and we craft the newscast. So you go from just like a hard news story, which is hard news is something maybe like a, a bad car crash or something or tragic. You can't go from that to Walt Disney's having. A great sale. You and your family should come out. So the producer actually crafts the, <laughs> the newscast to make sure that it flows well. And if you watch news, you'll actually see it always ends with like a fuzzy funny story, which we call a kicker. So I actually um, I just excelled in producing. I, I learned how to do it. I started in TV news, making like five dollars an hour, working four a.m. to eight a.m. because I wanted to learn every aspect. I didn't want to be one dimensional. But I always knew that I had a gift of talking. I did several pageants in college and won a couple of them. So that was my gift of getting in front of people and speaking. So I turned the speaking into writing. And after I left Missouri, I was um, offered a position in Las Vegas, so which was a great job. Went to Vegas and started at Fox News where I worked um, at KVVU, the Fox affiliate, and then went to KLAS, which is the CBS affiliate in Las Vegas. And that's where I won an Emmy Award for producing on one of the newscasts. And from that, um, again, I always just had the desire to want to report. And I know as a kid, and and, and most journalists, and especially females, we look up to Oprah. And Oprah was, to me, has always been just like a, oh, my God, just everything. When it came to TV, I watched her. I'm like, Mom, when I was a kid, I wanted to be Oprah. And um, I would just take my little hairbrush and just talk to people, and I would have my dolls Because I was the only child for a while my brother and sister came, and I would just talk to my dog. so I would have mini talk shows as a it. And overhead, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> no, I love that yeah. because
3: there's so much, I, I honestly believe that if we look it back at some of the things that we did when we were a kid and what we absolutely loved, you'll see correlations to what it is that we do today in
2: our adult, in our adult life, so that's awesome. Sorry, keep going. It comes full circle, right. It comes right back to you, and I'm not sure if you remember, but Oprah had a big casting call for your own show back in 2009. And I remember I was in Vegas. I actually kind of fell out of love with TV news and took a job in PR and was like, okay, no. I don't even know if I can do this. (laughs) But when when I heard about the casting call, it was in um, Laguna Niguel, California. So I gassed up my little Hyundai Laundra. I said, I'm just going to drive down there. I'm I'm excited (laughs) about this. I'm going to drive and." Give me a motel. Notice I said motel because I wanted to go <laughs> and just try out. I didn't have an idea of what I wanted the show to be about. I just knew that Oprah was doing this. I'm close enough. Why not? Why not? That's just been my motto in life. Why not?
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: I um, drove down to Laguna Niguel, and I had to stop at Walmart to buy some disinfectant because of the motel room.
3: You had to buy just, some what? Uh,
2: a girl disinfectant. I didn't, I didn't know <laughs> what was in the motel room. <laughs> got to play okay, them, them down yeah. so a girl got to do know. what a girl got to do you have to you have to so i mapped the whole location now this was before we had siri gps this was blackberry and printing out map quick papers i'm sure you oh remember my that God. or very yes.
3: yes.
2: <laughs> okay. so i had all of this i drove down I was excited looking at the pacific ocean drove down and the next day and um I'm, I'm sure the podcast will be heard everywhere, but if I could just give you a vision of the line of people waiting to try out for this show, it was like from Lincoln Park all the way to the south side of Chicago. That line was that long. What? like I said. Yes. Saying, yes. I said oh, oh my goodness! Wow. Yes. Anytime you say Oprah, there you go. It's like okay. So I the next day I I went I got in the line I bought me a chair from Walmart a little one of those lawn chairs. So I could sit down. But surprisingly, the line moved quickly and they put us in groups. And I, I said, well, you know, if people have to use the restroom, what do you do? I really didn't have to use the restroom. They just had a porta potty with Oprah's name on it and I just wanted to see what it looked like. So you think porta potty, you think gross. Oh, honey, Oprah has the best porta potties ever. I'm just like, <laughs> okay, this is not a restroom. This is, you could stay in here. But anyway, as I digress, go back to the group. They put us in groups of 20. And Martin Burnett came to my group, and he's the producer of Fear Factor, a whole bunch of different reality shows. And he spoke to our group and said, okay, everybody, we hope you have your ideas for a show. I had no idea what I wanted to do for a show. So <laughs> I was just out there. Yes, I was out there. I'm like, hey, get people coming with hula Hulu, magician outfits on. I said, well, I don't have an idea for a show. I just, you know what? I'm just out. So they got around for our group. And a casting agent, and if you're anybody, when you watch TV, they actually do this. They look down, they write notes. They're not paying attention. It's like, okay, we hear so much. But it got over to my group and this one lady I'll never forget, she had a great idea. Like, um homemaking slash magician. It was I don't even remember. It was just good. It was <laughs> like, Wow, man And she's dressed up. I just had on like khaki a cute little T shirt and they got to me and the casting director, mind you, she would not look up. And I just said, um they said, What's your name? I said, I'm Samantha Thomas. I'm from Chicago where Oprah is right now, I said, and um, I'd like to bring my Chicago flair to the TV screen. And she looked up, and she said, what's your name? I said, Samantha Thomas. She said, oh, and what is your show going to be about? And now she said, what type of show? I said, well, I want a talk show. And she said, and what are you going to talk about? And I looked, and I said, stuff, and I just smiled. (laughs) (laughs) And she looked at me, and she said, right, and she said, okay, thank you. So they let us go, and the gentleman walked up to me who was in my group. He said, they're going to call you back for a call back. I said, you know what? I didn't never seen this guy in my life. I said, even if they don't call me back, I could say I did this. I did it. Why not? I'm just out here. I did it. So I went mm-hmm. and got um, some, some lunch, and I called my mom when I got back to the motel. I said, I'm very sleepy. She had to go. I'm like, oh, I went okay. You know, there's a lot of people. It was just packed. I said, but, hey, I did it. I'm out here. I said, I'm going to go take a nap and grab me something to eat and drive back to Vegas in the morning. She called me back and I said, you know, like hello, I told you I was sleepy and I said hello and it was um they said, Hi, this Samantha. I said yes and they said, Well this is the casting director from Oprah, your own show what? Can you come back <laughs> Can you come back for round two? I jumped up. I said, Yes, yes I can so <laughs> I drove to L.A. the next day, and they said it's in Bel-Air. When you think Bel-Air, you think Fresh Prince. I'm just, like, so excited to be in Bel-Air. I almost did, like, (laughs) a little jumping out of my car like he did, like Will Smith did. And I went in for a screen test at Mark Burnett Studios. I'm so excited. I still have my, like, three-megapixel picture that I took on my BlackBerry outside of there.
3: Oh,
2: my gosh. Yes. I did make it to the show, but a, a lady who was there, she actually made it, so at least I knew that they do really pick people when they come to these callbacks. And my moral to that is I always say you just never know what you can do. Like I said, I live a why not philosophy in life. Um, Mm -hmm. I went out there, I did it, and it's a story that I can look back on. It's just like, just try. I mean, even if you don't make it. And so moving back to Chicago, I was like still didn't know what I wanted to do. Immediately, I was blessed with an opportunity to work at Channel 2 back in 2010. And I knew I had really fell out of love with news. So after working at Channel 2, I did the morning show producing as a freelance producer. Great opportunity. And after that, I um, ended up getting a job at WGN for Living Healthy Chicago, producing that. And looked over and noticed that they were doing Chicago's Fest, which is a local food show um, starring some great talent, including Brittany Payton, Walter Payton's daughter, former um, Chicago Bear. And I knew that I wanted to work on that show. So mm-hmm. I... I worked my way around and asked, could I go out on them with assignments? Ended up being one of the producers on that show, which turned into them launching a national show called America's Best Bites, where I traveled across the different cities and states eating food. What so was oh your gosh on? <laughs> yes, girl. Yes. So food. That's There's right. nothing food. wrong with food. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm being put in hotels just to go try out these restaurants and write about it. I mean, like a dream come true job. Again, like it was always in me to want to report. So once the show didn't get picked up, um, that position ended for me. I was at a crossroads about what I wanted to do with my life. And so just after some soul searching, I wound up joining um, a new church, which is where I'm still at now. And I love it, New Life Covenant. Pastor Hannah is like the bomb pastor. And just, yes, just like really trying to see what I wanted to do with myself. And I started, um, my mom said it was, go join that church you join their media ministry, I said, No, well, they don't have that. I'm not going to that church that. I'm going to just clear my mind. This was like after I had, you know, lost my job. really kind of didn't know what I wanted to do. The day I joined the church, they had auditions for announcements. And, like, it's, it's a 20,000-member church, meaning it's humongous. So when you do announcements, you're, like, on big jumbo screens. I said, oh, well, you know, I can try out. I brought my resume. Even though it was a volunteer position, I just think you should always come prepared. I, I ended right. up writing um, Right, I ended up writing the announcement and being one of the announcers. So this brought it back full circle for me again because now I'm actually in front of the camera, I can call my skills, and it was, you know, a blessing to be able to do it. And later on, just still trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I wrote down a list like last year, back in 2014, what do I love? Because I knew I had a talent, but I just wasn't fulfilled. So, oh, mm-hmm. I wrote down that, of course, I love to eat. Who <laughs> really doesn't? Yeah. And, right. And I like. No, people. especially in,
3: in, in Chicago, too. There's such a tremendous oh. amount of excellent restaurants,
2: which has shown in a lot of my pictures. I see my cheeks are getting bigger, but, you know, <laughs> it's okay. Chicago is you really, really place. So, it's, I uh, it, it. It's go- ahead. I'm sorry, man. No, I was going to say, eh, it's the winter, too. So. That's our yeah. That's our excuse, right? It's the winter. I'm not going out. No, but it's right here. So, West Coast women was totally different. And um, I wrote down that I like people and I like to eat. So I said, well, what can I do with that? Maybe I, I knew I worked on Chicago's best, so I really didn't want to just copy their thing. But I'm like, okay, it's got to be something with this. I said, well, maybe I'll just. Everybody likes to be invited out to eat. People like to go out to eat. And people like to talk about themselves, especially people who have something to talk about. So that's where Small Talk came from. And I said, I'll take people out with the brand, out to different restaurants, make it real short, not too long. You don't need a 10-minute show because people get disinterested. And I'll just put it out online. So that's where Small Talk came from. And that's it. So, okay, that,
3: I, I love the lead up. And there's so many questions that I was writing down during your experience and I, I want to talk more and dive deeper into the journey that led up to Small Talk and so correct me if I if I phrase this wrong but um, that experience that you had when you interviewed for Oprah, you already said that it was a why not mentality which is what got you there. How did that experience after you left
2: shape you? I think it. It increased my drive. Um, Oftentimes what I think a a lot of people, and I've done it, well, I think I should do this, or I wonder what if. I just, again, why not? I think um, that right there has even helped me to this day, which is not being afraid to try to do anything. I think the worst thing people could say is no, and the worst thing you can do is hate yourself years later for not doing it.
3: Mm-hmm. So I think
2: that, that sh- it's sharpened my drive and it's sharpened my tenacity to just never give up, on especially something that you love.
3: A- yes. Amen. I love that. And what um, – so you said you lost the job in broadcasting. When
2: was that? That was back mm-hmm. in
3: 2013?
2: Uh, pro- I would say more t- 2012. Yeah, 2012. 2012. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you think that
3: had you – not lost it would you have still taken your passion and your drive and left the company to be out on your own
2: i would say no and and i say this because i always say that god will put you where where he knows you need to be at the time the timing is mm-hmm. everything and also with me wanting to be a news anchor and a reporter back then, I think totally had I gotten the job as a news anchor or reporter, and I think those are great positions. I I love all my girlfriends who still in the field grinding it out. I just think that I would have been comfortable. I would have totally been comfortable. And it's nothing wrong with the salaries that they make, awesome, especially when you make it to Chicago. you make You make decent money.
3: Mm-hmm. I just think
2: that I, you, you really don't have time for a you, or you're kind of subjected to what they want you to do, if, if that makes sense. You have to kind of follow the grid line of what they want you to do. Oh, well, you know, I like shopping. I like nice things. So, of course, I do miss my paycheck. But I think that had I stayed and had I not lost the job, I totally would have just kept doing what I was doing because I was making great money. Mm-hmm. I was making very good money, especially a single, no kids at the time. It was good. So doing being a being let go from something made me miss it, but it made me really focus on what I believe my true gifts are. And I think um, producing helped me to get to where I am today. And I, I'm thankful for the producing journey. I still do some projects here and there, but to me, small talk is a baby that. I'm ready to, I, I birthed it. Now I have to feed it, clothe it, nurture it so it can grow up into an adult. <laughs>
3: Absolutely. I love uh, how you said, though, that you would have been comfortable. I mean, how did you not get discouraged when you had lost your job? And how did you shift your mindset to? Continually thinking, I mean, obviously you're a positive person as it is, but how did you not let that get you down?
2: Honestly, it it took a lot of me getting out of my own way um, because I I did complain. I did. And and I went through a season of why, why me, why didn't they keep me there or why this and why that. So I turned my why into, again, why not? Why not you get yourself up and dust yourself off and stop complaining, get up and do what you have to do because you are responsible for you. And I, I did, and, and I would sit here, and I, I would be telling a story or or, or lying. I hate that word, but I, I would be lying if I said I didn't go through a period where I was depressed, discouraged. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm sitting here with the Emmy Award. Why? What's going on? So I had to look into me, what was I doing? And I knew I really wasn't going to be happy, Amanda, until I did what I knew what I really wanted to do. And, and listening to this interview, I always wanted to report and be in front of the camera. So it showed in a lot of my behavior. But I had to reroute myself and when you know what you're good at and you once you accept your your flaws and own your truth, no one can use it against you. So I turn I turn my discouraged and depressed season into getting back up on my feet. And I do credit a lot with with my church that I do go to and um being raised in a the Christian family and just, just having faith and knowing that it can and it will get better. So I went through, going through, like, what what's going on? What's going on with me? And the for what like, what, is, what, the, the, like, what it. the heck?
3: Yeah. It, it,
2: it hurts to come and look at any trophy and different awards and you're not doing anything, but you flip it and make it back into your favor. I always say... There's another chance for everything. Never feel like just because you're in the slump it's just over. There's always a chance for a rebound. Always a chance for a rebound. Get yourself up. Go with what you know. Do what you're good at, and make it work for you. And that's that's the thing. That's what I have to do. Hmm. Man, that I just got chills. So
3: thank you for saying. Oh, that. Oh wow. That was that, that was that. No, that is that is so true. And so, um, talking about the entrepreneurial journey and small talk, what is, what's like, tell us about the
2: the journey itself. What's it been like, the highs and lows, what have
3: you learned?
2: Wow. Um, because I come from the, the TV background, I, I knew that, like, production-wise, that I wanted it to have a certain look. But when you get a certain look, you know, it's, you're paying for quality. So that means getting out on the grind and raising money to do like the show in a great way. Um, I think that it's been what I was more so shocked about because I have been, well, I'll say not out of the loop, but I've been doing this, like going to the events in Vegas and things like that. So I was used to the event and going to special events and getting to know people and being invited to the galas and charity events. I had to start over in Chicago. So it's kind of like, okay, I got to do this again, kind of hop but to me, what I've been told, yeah, that, that's no, a i know. itself right there. Well, yeah, I, yes, it is, yes. So keep going, sorry. You know. Yes. I know that's you, why I'm laughing. Oh, so it's like, okay, it's a good thing because you get to learn people, you get to network. But then at the same time, it's like, okay, well, I've done this, but you got to keep going because you're you're going after a goal. So I was, I was very happy at the reception that I got from people. And I'm like, well, I won this Emmy Award back in 2009. No one's going to care. But, see, that's where the doubt starts to creep in. But Mm. I introduced myself, yeah, that's what I would do. Like, no one's going to care. I've won this before. But, you know, like I said, those are just little tricks of the enemy to kind of get you to not do what you're called to do. So I introduced myself as an Emmy Award winning journalist because I am. I am. I have that award. That's what Mm -hmm. I won for. And that's been my ticket. Because I am doing still, it's really kind of like nobody cares what you did, they care what you're doing now, type of thing. So I turned that into my favor. I said, okay, I'm back doing what I love to do, still in the same field. I've just been honestly shocked by the reception that I've gotten. I've sat down with some great people here in Chicago, um, and I have a list upcoming for this spring that's just kind of still shocking me as I look at it that these people even responded to my email. I'm just like, okay, so here I am still trying. I think I think my show always I downplay it myself because I strive for more success. And then people are like, Well, Samantha, I think it's a humble part in me because once you think that you're doing so good Wait, you strive yeah, for what like, I strive for perfection. Oh, sure, sure. And yeah. I, yeah. And and I kinda downplay things a lot, but I would more say it more so say that it's a humbleness in me. Because when you get to a point where you think, oh, I'm doing this, I'm I'm so good, you have potential to get knocked down, and it can be publicly. You don't want that. So I always try to be humble, and I think that right there has, has pushed me to, to different levels of success because it, it, it's been a journey. It's been a journey. I, I've, I've gotten knocked down more than I care to talk about, but I think your knockdowns are just set up to give back you know, a setback is a setup for a comeback,
3: and you mm. got to come back
2: harder. Yeah, you just you just got to come back harder each time. Each time you hit, get a blow, got to come back. You know, like boxers, they get winded, they get weary, but they come back swinging, and that's just something I've always done.
3: I like that
2: phrase. Mm-hmm.
3: You're full. Of, you're so full of words of wisdom. I love this. What? Oh, oh my gosh. God. I know. This is why I love talking to you, and that's why when we hung out, it was like a three-hour session of just chatting it yes. up. But um, the, share with us a time when something didn't go well, and how did you handle it and then overcome it?
2: Oh, goodness. There, I'm trying to think of like a time where I just wanted to say, honestly, this was – I'm just going to be like completely transparent. This had to be about two weeks ago. I wanted to just give up on the whole show. (laughs) Why? I did. Because I feel like it should be further than what it is. And financially, I should should have more. And I just kind of beat myself up about it. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, I have these episodes out here. I have a great production team working behind me. I still have to live. You know, just kind of like with, with 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 deals with life with everything kind of coming at you, and then the people steady pulling at you to do things that they know you're good at. And you know, oh Samantha, could you help me with this with this essay? Can you help me do this? And would you come do this interview? Would you come do this? And I'm just like, no, you know, I, I no, I don't want to. Um, no. <laughs> well, we're glad but you're I, here today. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I wouldn't miss this for anything. But I had to have another get back on your feet moment I, I had to have a get back on your feet because it's not about you it's really not about you it's about you helping somebody else and I believe while I love small talk and it's my baby I had I, I actually went to an event on Friday night I hosted a written event um the red carpet I was actually excuse me in the charity auction for American Heart Association and the National Association of Professional Women and I got confirm I got confirmation that I was doing what I was supposed to be doing with smallpox mm. that night. And this was just Friday. And as much as my spirit my spirit wanted to give up, the confirmation I got Friday, and even doing this interview right now, it lets me know that I'm on the right track. Mm-hmm. So,
3: I mean, I look at how much that. inspiration and, and tidbits and things that you're able to share with our listeners that I, I mean, I appreciate as the interviewer, which is, I started it because I just genuinely wanted to learn about other people's and their and women in their journey. But so many other people are being able to take things away that you're providing from experience that will inspire them as well. So it's it's quite an impact, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> yeah. You. Well, and then what is something that you are still learning in in your entrepreneurial journey, whether it be about the business? or yourself, because I think in entrepreneurship and when you do have that freedom and flexibility over your schedule and just what it is that you decide to do with your time, it can get a little overwhelming. So what is
2: something that you are still learning today? To maximize every hour to your best potential. Um, <laughs> what I had to do when I, because I've worked corporate and TV news and TV news is corporate America, so I've, I've worked in those fields where my day was just so planned out for me, like, okay, I'm off work, I'm going to go to the, go through shopping, I'm going to make me something eat, go sleep, get ready to go back to work, okay, talk to some friends, get on social media for a little while. When you're an entrepreneur, you, and then social media, sometimes it's a gift and a curse because you're on there and you look <laughs> up and you, you, you've lost, like, 45 minutes to scroll through Instagram. And it's like, oh, my God, I have totally not done what I needed to do. So, but I try, <laughs> and I mean, and it's true, and I think it. Anybody could have tested it, like, seriously, Amanda. Oh, for sure.
3: I was laughing because there's this, this, I don't know, on Instagram, there's this phrase or whatever, like, someone wrote out, oh, morning, time to check Instagram and Facebook, and it's like, it's the morning, and you're rolling across that, and you start laughing, you're like, oh, my gosh, I totally just got called out. (laughs) And you're like, it's a reminder to put the phone down and, like, go start executing or something, but, yeah, sorry, keep going, it's it's totally true. (laughs)
2: Oh, well, no, I love that you're jumping in. I love it because me and you have this kind of relationship. I love, I even love how we met. We just signed off the one event and we just walked up to each other. It's like, who does that? So, I just go, girl, I like what
3: you're wearing. Okay, well, I'm going to How I just thought she was
2: just so sweet and so cute. So, and just your energy is amazing, and I just love everything you're doing. But I saw a post on Instagram and said, get off Instagram and get back to work last week. I said, oh. So I felt so convicted because. I know you have to just structure, back to the question, structuring yourself to make sure you make every hour count. Or if you, know, if you just can't discipline yourself that much, try to do something dealing with your brand every day. Even if it's sending out emails for somebody, I make sure that I'm either, either typing out small talk or putting it in my phone, posting it. Like right before you and I got on the phone, I posted my new blog post for my, mm-hmm. my own website. So every day I'm doing something with small talk. I have to make sure. So I just challenge entrepreneurs every day, when you have that flexibility, every day make sure you're doing something with your brand. And, you know, if you have a store, it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to my store to work on this. But don't get in your store and get on Instagram and Facebook because that can happen too. But try to challenge yourself. (laughs) Challenge yourself to do something with your brand every day. And I think um, I have fell into those days where, I look up and I'm trying to catch back up on my my reality shows. I do watch reality TV, and I'm like, and I."
3: This What's your favorite one?
2: one? I have the girl, Real Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, that's my favorite one. With me, Nene Links is my favorite. Hopefully, one day she'll small talk with me. I love Real Housewives of Atlanta, and um, one of my other shows. I love being Mary Jane. One of the new shows, and mm. I, yeah, being Mary Jane, and it's kind of scary but she reminds me i have some tendencies mary jane's tendencies if if you watched it she has those post-it notes around her house and i have post-it notes around my house before the show (laughs) came out so anyway yeah but you have to challenge yourself to do something every day towards your brand as a what
3: yeah and how do you i mean what's something that you do that helps keep you on track to make sure you're always
2: moving the ball forward i have um a, a schedule that I put myself on and and don't laugh. It's on a post-it note. No, I put it on the post-it note like every day when I wake up, my body just wakes up at like 6.30, o'clock every day. Sometimes I hate that because I want to sleep in, but the entrepreneur in me is just up. Even if I go to sleep, like I told you, I went to sleep at 3 a.m., I'm still up at 6.30, just up. Mm-hmm. So... I've conditioned myself to now getting back in the gym. I was such a gym rat when I moved back to Chicago and got comfortable. So doing going back to the gym, um, reading the inspirational word every day and praying and just keeping myself on schedule I think helps me. And just even being around people with a motivational spirit, even if it's calling one of my friends who just has a good inspirational word or we encourage each other and then, Go about today. So I just try to make a schedule for myself and write things down. I think writing things down mm-hmm. is essential. It's essential, and it'll help you. Get you a cute little journal if you don't like to write. or just You know, because I'm a girly girl, I like to write stuff down in little cute journals, and even if it's just a notebook. So you can say, okay, well, I did this day, or I kept myself on schedule. And if you didn't, it's always tomorrow. You better. Get, get right back on it. Yep
3: that's so true okay
2: well you know as
3: one a couple of my two my favorite questions that i always ask everyone that i bring on is what is something that you're reading or have read
2: that continually inspires you i i have books i was a, a huge book reader i think um as an entrepreneur you kind of find it hard to sometimes just focus on and i have a I don't like to call it ADHD, but I I have, like, a slight case of it where, and that's something I'm working on, too, to challenge myself to just sit and focus on reading more. But I am a magazine reader, so I love, like, um, Essence magazine. They have lots of inspirational stuff in there for women, especially women of color. They're, like, on the go and, you know, just being a woman. I love reading Essence. And one of my favorite books that I actually had, and this is one of my favorite books, it was The Purpose Driven Life which I read, I think somebody gave it to me in, in college and actually the subtitle says what, on, what What on Earth Am I Here For? And it's by Rick Warren. And I think that book is like a must read just just for your life to kinda of know which direction you're going in. It's a Christian book but it's good. It's a great book that's kinda of helping you in your journey with life. And um every day I read like the a daily word of today just to kind of motivate myself and I have a book by my bed called Hearing from God East Day, and it has different months and days, just not, well, not a year, so it's just like the same scripture for every day. But I read it, like, every day, even though I read it last year. <laughs> it's new to me. So.
3: That, well, and it all goes back to timing. So something that you read maybe a year ago is going to sit differently than it than it would yeah. today because you've gone through life and things change, and so it affects you and you look at it differently. But, yeah, I that's so Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. Correct? hmm Okay, yeah. cool. And then to wind down, what's one piece of advice that you, if you could only give one, what is that one nugget of advice that you would give women?
2: To always believe in you. Even when um you feel like no one is supporting you or I can't do this or I don't have the resources to do it it's the reason you're still here. And I say if you're waking up every day, it's the reason you're still here to go through and, and to get through and make what you really want to do in your heart happen. So that comes from believing in you and and, and knowing that you have it and that you can do it your way. So there you go, <laughs> just believe in you. <laughs> I love it.
3: Okay, good. Well. Samantha, thank you so much for your your time and energy today. And tell us how people can con- connect with you and, and find you.
2: You can find me. Um, I'm Samantha Thomas of the Small Talk Web Series. The website is smalltalkforyou.com. That's smalltalk the number four, the letter U dot com. And also on Instagram, I am at smalltalkforyou, and that's smalltalk the number four, letter U. Or also Miss Samantha nine two two M S S A M. A-N-T-H-A-9-2-2, and I'm also on Facebook. It's a lot of Samantha Thomas's, but it's only one small talk. Well, so <laughs> you can also find that on uh, Facebook as well. I'm also on Twitter. Small talk for you.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the She Did It Her Way podcast. Did you like this episode? Head on over to iTunes.com to leave us a rating and a review. We would love to hear from you. And don't forget to check out SheDidItHerWayPodcast.com where you can subscribe to our email list so you can receive the inside scoop on our latest episode released each Monday. Now, do us a favor
3: and go make it a great week.